Joshua chapter 4. Joshua, these are familiar verses of Scripture. I'm sure everybody will recognize. I'm going to read beginning in chapter 6, beginning at verse number 1. Joshua chapter 6, and beginning at verse number 1. Now Jericho was straight shut up because of the children of Israel. Amen. Now over into the fourth chapter. Chapter 4 of Joshua. I want to go back to that part of it. Chapter 4. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan, the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe of man, and command you them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, and out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe of man. Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God unto the, into the midst of Jordan, and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded, took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan, as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, carried them over with them into the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priest which bear the ark of the covenant stood. And they are there unto this day. Praise God. They're there. Uh, and they were put there with purpose. There was a reason why they were to do that and build uh, those stones. Now, we skip over to chapter 24 of Joshua. And I want to start reading there at verse 25. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them uh, a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, the stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto us. It shall be there for a witness unto you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, every man, unto his heritage. Praise God. Going over into the New Testament, 
to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. Two verses of scripture. We're going to read there in Joshua chapter, or not Joshua, but uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 and 17. Wherefore I beseech you, be you followers of me. For this cause have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere and in every church. One more reading, Jude, verse number 3. Jude, verse number 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Praise God. The Lord helping us tonight. I want to talk about building memorials. By the help and the grace of God, I want him to help me to preach this amen that he's laid upon my heart. I'd like for a good pastor, if he would, to pray and ask God to help us. Oh, let's lift our hands and love him. He's worthy of our praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Let's lift up our voices. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. You can be seated. By definition, a memorial is something designed to keep remembrance. To help to keep a remembrance and keep something alive. Praise God. It serves to preserve remembrance. And we need that in this day and hour. And I'll just be real honest with you. I feel like that we've just kind of, you know, kind of, you get to the place, you just kind of smooth and you just, you're just going along and it, and it loses the importance of how important it is that there be something established, something that is going to always cause us to remember. Praise God. Amen. There's many things that I could talk about tonight about Pastor Davis that he put in us that causes us to remember. He, he built a lot of memorials when we were around. Amen. We look back upon those things even tonight and we think about them. But I'm going to tell you, 
We need to build some memorials in our lives. And not only in our lives, but we need to build some memorials in the church of the living God. I think the Lord wants us to be a people that can remember. Come on, we need to remember. Be careful not to let things slip from us. Praise God. And I, I hope tonight I can just be honest with you, but I've, I've reached a point uh, in recent days to where, you know, I get tired of going places. I get tired of going to churches, some apostolic. I get tired of going to places when you can't tell whether they're apostolic or that you're in some kind of another church somewhere. Come on, folks. Where are the memorials and where are those people gone? They have forgotten some things that we once were delivered and things that we were told and things that we were preached about. They forgot about those things and they've let them go. I'm telling you, I believe tonight that church has got to wake up and we got to remember, we got to remember that Jesus, where he brought us from, we got to remember what he's put into our lives. We got to build some memorials before our children. We got to do it before our churches. Amen. Oh, God, we got to put something out there that when people come in and they don't understand, hey, just look over here to this memorial. When your children rise up and they start asking questions like, why do we believe that like that? Why do you dress like you dress? Why do you worship like y'all worship? Why you do that? You know what? There needs to be a whole bunch of memorials sitting around in the church. <laughs> Praise God. I want to call you out tonight. Praise God. I want to know where all the daddies and mamas, grandpas and grandpas, elders in the church, where are all of you good folks at? Amen. Your children are sitting out here. Some of you got grandkids sitting out here. We've got sinners coming through the door. You know what? They need to see what Pentecost, apostolic Pentecost, is all about. Praise God. You can't do it. Come on. You can't do it sitting still on a pew. Oh, come on. Where are all the shouters? Where are all the aisle runners? Come on. Where's all them people that rolled in the floor? Oh, I used to watch our old pastor do that. He'd roll back there praying in prayer. Amen. Come on, folks. Where are they? Where are those people? You're building a memorial for the next generation. Come on, if the Lord tarries. You know, but I'm just sick and tired of going places where you don't even know what's, you don't know if you're in the right place or not because they don't do anything. Amen. Somebody already stated this week, we don't have to have smoke and coming out of the platform, and we don't have to have blinking lights. Amen. Come on, folks. We don't have to have all that. What we need is a genuine move of the Holy Ghost. Woo. Come on. Young people don't need a bunch of games and all that to keep them in the church. You just need to have a revival. You just need to have a move of the Holy Ghost.
I'm telling you, you need to come down. Build a memorial in front of them. You want them to worship? Then you ought to worship. Don't expect them to come up worshiping God when you don't. You want them to pray? Teach them how to pray. Hey, come on, folks. They're losing holiness all over the place. Come on. They don't want holiness anymore. I got some pet peeves. I'm not going to close line preaching Brother Riggins' church, but but I'm going to tell you right now, there's some things that highly disturb me. That Pentecost is letting come into the ranks that a few years ago, a few years back when we were all coming up, you never did see that. Somebody would have called you down. Somebody would have called you on the carpet. But nowadays, they don't care. They just, as long as they can get you to come in and they can have a crowd. I'm telling you, where are those people that live holy? Come on, where are those folks that love holiness? Where are the people that love to live right? They love to talk right. Come on, they love to worship like they need to worship. Oh, come on, we got some older folks here tonight. But we've got some young folks. Show them how to shout. Woo! Hallelujah. Come on, show them how to run. Show them how to worship God. Woo! Come on, build a memorial they can look back to. And when they look in there and say, why you do it? This is why we do it. Amen. We feel in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Oh, and some of that junk that's coming in. I'm sorry, but I'm, I don't like to be a loner, but I got, you know, there's one thing I got, Brother Moore, I can choose who I want to fellowship with. And I'm going to fellowship with holiness people, truth-believing people. Oh, come on, we 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 beating around the bush too much. I'm using this man's books right now. I'm teaching my church about one God. Oh, there's a bunch of them been in church a while, but you know what? They forget. Come on, you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to get them to remember. Oh, yes, sir. I want them to remember Pastor Daniels got up and he taught it straight. He taught it right. He taught it strong. He learned us that there wasn't but one God. And his name is Jesus. I still preach Acts 2.38. This ain't about love, love, love. This is about the truth. You ain't going to heaven if you ain't obeyed Acts 2.38. You got to repent. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name. No other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You've got to have the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives you the utterance. Come on, you've got to get it in your mind and in your spirit that there's just one God. 
Don't give me that stuff. Well, I believe there's one God, but he's got three persons. You ain't going to find that in the Bible. Ain't in there. Praise God. You want your children to dress right? Why don't you dress right? Why does a preacher have to pound on that all the time? You know, I don't like, I'd rather preach revival. You know, I'd rather see people in the altar getting the Holy Ghost. We have to spend too much time pampering. I'm going to use this word respectfully. Paddling the saints. I know why you don't want to worship. And I found out one thing when there's sin in the camp. You don't want to do much of anything. That's why we got half-masked Christians. They went to God's store. And sitting on the shelf was devil's food cake. And sitting right beside it was angel food cake. Come on, folks, you have to choose. <laughs> Come on. You got to choose. You want to eat devil's food cake? Well, that's fine. And you'll go and you'll be lost. But there's angel's food. I believe there's heavenly manna. Oh, yes, sir. I believe the Holy Ghost is real. It is not a figment of our imagination. You can't make that up. Come on, you can't make the Holy Ghost up. Praise God, when somebody gets the Holy Ghost, you don't have to tell them. You don't have to tell them they got the Holy Ghost. There'll be a shine on their face. You know what? When they get through praying, they'll be looking and smiling. You can ask them, did you get the Holy Ghost? I sure did. Oh, praise God. Lord, give us some real apostolic one God. Jesus' name. Holiness believing. Holiness practicing. Come on, holiness preaching, truth preaching, churches, and people that love the truth. I hate false doctrine. They're dime a dozen. It's amazing how a light comes on when somebody finally sees the truth. And they say, nobody showed me that before. I never heard that. You know what? We need to be in a place to where when a sinner walks in here, he's going to say like I've heard so many times, hey, Brother Daniels, I never, I've been to several churches, but I ain't, I ain't never felt what I feel in here. I've I, I, I never felt that. I, I, man, it's so wonderful. It's so true. Are you still with me here? Amen. If you're here tonight and you think you're saved without the Holy Ghost, you're not. Come on, you're going to have to hit that altar. You're going to have to repent. That means turn around. 
turn your back on your sins. It don't mean come down there and pat a cake a little while, get a few crocodile tears and go back to doing the same old stuff. We need some memorials. We need some memorials. Where are you? Praise God. Where are you folks that's got the Holy Ghost? Where are you? Praise God. Why does it have to take so long? Why do we have to spend so much time? I remember over there in Ball Springs, uh, it didn't take very long. You'd have 15, 20 people running out. You didn't have to stand there for hours begging and pleading. If people go to church, they couldn't hardly wait till the next service. And they didn't want to miss because you might miss something. Man, I've seen the past lay so many hands on so many people. Didn't have the Holy Ghost. People walk right off the street. He just say a few words in their ear about how to repent and will you live for God and do you want the Holy Ghost? And he'd say, I'm going to anoint you with oil and I'm going to lay my hand on you and you're going to get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I've seen it hundreds of times. He was seeding me. I don't know about the rest of these brethren, but he was seeding me and I got to thinking, Lord, I'll probably never amount to nothing like my pastor. But I'll tell you one thing. I'd sure like to have just a little portion. Come on, the church is not put here to look pretty. We ain't put here to pat one another on the back. This needs to be a soul-saving station. Hey, man, our main goal is to save souls. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Memorials. We need some memorials. Oh, God wanted the children of Israel never to forget. You look at that bunch of stones that I'm putting out there in the middle of Jordan. You look over here under this tree where I set a great stone. He said, you're going to find things written there on. And he said, every time you look at it, remember. Remember. Remember where God brought you from. Come on, some of you good people. The Lord brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light. He brought you out of the depths of sin and filth. Come on. He brought you out of it into this marvelous light. Don't you ever forget it. Come on. You need to remember. Praise God. Go way back. Way back. Amen. I was born and raised in the church, but I'm going to tell you right now, being born and raised in the church ain't going to save you. That don't mean you're going to be saved just because you was born and raised in the church. Come on. I could be just as lost as any man on the street. But by the help and the grace of an almighty God, he got a hold of my heart. He got a hold of me at a young age of 12, filled me with the Holy Ghost. I've been in it ever since. I could tell you things that I remember. Praise God. In fact, but there's been so many of those things. It would be hard for my little finite mind to dig them back up. 
but I know enough. I remember enough, Brother Riggin, that I have no desire to turn my back on what God has done for me. Just look what the Lord had done. Oh, he's healed my body. He touched my mind. Oh, come on. God needs to touch some minds here tonight. Praise God. He don't just need to heal your body. He needs to heal your spirit. Ain't but one remedy for that, and that's a Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Oh, when people walk in here, they ought to be able to look around without a question. Hello. They shouldn't have to stand there and try to guess where they're at. They shouldn't have to stand there and guess what we believe. Come on. They ought not to have to guess about whether you're... You believe in holiness or not? Hello? Praise God. There's places all over the place where you don't know. Amen. Some places that used to preach it that don't preach it no more. Well, praise God. Don't y'all get quiet on me. Thank you. Praise God. Oh, but for the goodness of God, the great power of an almighty God, that he could take a sinner and transform him into a new creature in Christ Jesus. When you get buried in the name of Jesus, I'm just going to tell you, no other name under heaven will wash away your sins. Come on. No other way you'll ever rise out of water. A new creature in Christ Jesus. You must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Praise God. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. There's no other way. You can't sneak in the back door. You're not going to just slide in accidentally. You're not going to be able to keep sinning. And the Lord shove it under the, under the carpet. Oh no, he's not going to do that. But I'll tell you one thing. When you come clean. Hello. I said when you come clean. When you hit that altar, you're ready to put it all down there. You ready to forget all of that? And the Bible said his blood covereth a multitude of sin. Praise God. Can the Lord cover my sins? I got the answer. It's a great big old yes. His blood is precious blood. And it will cover every sin in your life. Praise God. Come on. It will wash you clean. Oh, praise God, praise God. You hear me tonight. We're not a bunch of charismatics. We're not on cruise control. Oh, no, but we're under Holy Ghost control. I feel it right now. We're under Holy Ghost control. 
Amen. When you see people praising God, they're not just standing there putting on an act. I guarantee you they're feeling the genuine presence of an almighty God just living in their soul. Let's build some memorials. Every once in a while, you probably have to look back. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, I remember now. I remember what the old past used to preach about that. <laughs> we refer to him so often. You know? But you know why? Because he put so much in us. He transformed our lives with the preaching of the Word of God and the lifestyle and the walk with God that He had. It made us hungry. Come on. How many folks out here in this congregation, you're hungry. You're thirsty. Amen. Come on. Come on. There's more in God than what you have. Come on, it's more than a little shout. I said it's more than a little shout. It's more than a little tingle in your spine. Come on, it's more than just feeling good once in a while. I'm telling you right now, it is a purifying force. It is a great power of the Almighty God. Amen. It will totally, 100%, change your life. When you get it, Takabako Shatamaha. Woo! Oh, Jesus, help us. Come on, am I talking to apostolics? Come on, am I talking to one God? Jesus' name. Holiness believing, people. Come on, where are you? Come on. We're going to have to come back there and try to drag you out of a pew. Oh, no. I hope the Holy Ghost shakes you from the top of your head to the sole of your katama, shatama behind. That he shakes you. Come on. You need to wake up. Remember. Praise God. You need to remember the generations to come. You know, some of us, you know, I think it was mentioned here this evening, I'm the old coot, you know, from that group. I'm the old one. Praise God. I don't care, though. I, I, I don't try to act like I'm that old. I don't think I do. My wife thinks I do sometimes. But you know what? We may pass off the scene. Many of the old elders are passing. I remember a time, Brother Riggin, when we used to look up and we say, you know, we talk about the elders, the old elders. Guess what? A lot of them's gone. Who's the old elders now? <laughs> Where, who, who's the ones that's going to step in? I'm going to be honest with you. It's not, it's not a, a haphazard thing to step into the shoes of those old elders that give their life blood. Blood, sweat, and tears. And, and dug out of people. Dug out of church. And us, we, we sometimes take it for granted. The sacrifice. The sacrifice. 
We need to remember. We need to remember. We didn't get here by ourselves. Come on, you got the Holy Ghost, you didn't get here. You didn't end up in the church of the living God by chance. Somebody witnessed. Somebody prayed. Come on. Somebody got a hold of you. Got you to the house of God. Oh, Jesus, help us. Praise God. And I want them to come and say, well, what about that, you know? What about that memorial over there? What does that mean? Why do you do that? Why do you believe that? Jesus, help us. Praise God. Mm. Praise God. Come on, folks. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord right now. Let God talk to you. I said let God talk to you. Amen. Go back down memory lane. Remember where you used to be and where you are now. Oh, praise God. The generations to come. Oh, they need to see memorials. Come on. They need to see people that still got it. Come on. You hear me, church? They need to see some people that still got the old time Holy Ghost, apostolic move of God. Still carrying, still believing the truth. I'll tell you what, I believe the Lord can fill somebody the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on. That's not impossible. Somebody could get healed here tonight. Somebody could get deliverance from those things that have a hold of you. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I know it can happen. I remember. Oh, come on. This ain't no fairy tale. Come on. I said this ain't no fairy tale. Praise God. If the devil could, I said if the devil could, he'd steal all of this from us. I'm asking you, though. I feel like I want to stand up and look the devil square in the eye. You're not going to get my Holy Ghost. You're not going to take the truth away from me. You're not going to take my holiness. You're not going to get my children. You're not going to destroy my church. Oh, no, 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 no. Praise God, because you see, greater is he that's in me. (laughs) I said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Praise God. Amen. The devil is a defeated foe. Don't you let him get up on your shoulder and say, you know, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, he's a liar. And the Bible said he's the father of lies. He tried to convince you that you can't keep the joy. Come on. The devil will steal your joy. There's some people been sad for a long time. 
Come on, some of you folks need a good old refreshing Holy Ghost experience that'll put a smile. Holy Ghost smile back on your face. Come on, church, rise up. Rise up and remember. Come on, memorials. Show them how it's done. Demonstrate it. Brother Riggins, if it's all right, I'll tell you, some of you folks, you act like you're feeling the Holy Ghost. Why don't there be a little bit of demonstration here tonight? A demonstration that's something on the inside of you. Come on, is there anything in there? Is there anything in your soul? Oh, hallelujah. There needs to be a demonstration. Show them how it's done. Show them how it's done. This is the way God's church does it. Oh, come on. We ain't putting on a show. We're just worshiping our God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'd I'd be happy if I could see an old-time holy roller. Hey, I've done it myself. God help me. You know what? That takes a real Holy Ghost. That's not imitation. There's too many imitating people out there that they're not the real thing. They're an imitation. You don't see that Holy Ghost smile on their face, Brother Moore. You don't see that shine. Come on. They never hardly ever. They're half mass all the time. Can't get them hands up, you know. Yeah, such a frown on their face, you'd, you'd think they'd been eating persimmons. He had it. They're puckering, but there ain't nothing in there. Praise God. Oh, mercy needs to kiss the earth. Come on, there's some people need mercy. Praise God. You're not a lost cause. Come on, there ain't nothing impossible with my God. There ain't nothing impossible. There ain't nobody God can't save. There ain't no sickness He can't heal. Oh, the church and the people need to see it. I'm so thankful we still have altars in the church. These are mourners' benches. Praise God. They're not sitting in somebody's vestibule for a gossip bench. That's the way it is in some places. They set them outside. They don't even have them in a church. I think there's some hungry hearts here tonight. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. There's some hungry hearts here tonight. There's something real down here that you can have. Because it's for whosoever will. 
whosoever will. Let him come and let him drink with the waters of life. Freely. This don't cost you anything. Jesus done paid the price with his own precious blood. You don't have to do anything but tell him to forgive you. How do I know I'm forgiven? Because the Bible said he's faithful to forgive. Hey, don't question him. My God don't lie. He said he'd forgive you. He will. And then it's just a matter of obeying the gospel message. You need to find and get prayed through, get repentance in your life. And the first next thing you need to do is find you a man of God to take you down in the watery grave in the only name under heaven whereby you must be saved. What is that name? It is Jesus. Jesus. Do you feel something when you say that? Come on, Jesus. Woo. Praise God. Come on, it's simple. A wayfaring man need not err therein. People make it hard. Jesus has never made it hard. You want it. You can have it. Praise God. Church, all of us, we need to start getting some memorials. Things that we remember and things we can look back to. And never forget. Never forget. Oh, Jesus, help me. Never forget. Let it bring you into remembrance. Praise God. Give us some old-time prayer warriors. Give us some old-time worshipers. Give us some old-time holiness-believing people that practice it and don't just talk about it. Hello? Give me some old-time worshipers that don't care what anybody thinks. Some of you folks have been silent too long. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Mm. It's time to not be silent. We're in the end time. Come on, I said we're in the end time. Jesus is about to come. Come on, if you've ever planned on getting your friends or your family or your relatives in the church, you better get after it. Praise God. You better not be slacking up on all this, but you better be getting harder and better at it than you ever have been. Come on. Brother Daniels. You make me feel bad. Well, maybe Jesus is making you feel bad. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But I want to, I want to wake you up. Help you to understand 
We ain't got time to play church. We ain't got time for all this crazy demonstration stuff. And Praise God. I never needed praise singers. There's nothing wrong with them. Thank God for them. We used to do it when there wasn't nobody to do stuff like that. Come on, you don't have to have, you don't even have to have music to have a move of God. You can beat on the number five tub. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. I'm concerned. I really am. Because I see it getting slacker and slacker and slacker. Bothers me. My pastor invested too much in me. I'm not going that direction. I'm looking to take my church places where they're going to hear the truth. They're going to see it lived and practiced. Hello? I'm going to take them somewhere where they're going to hear a man of God that ain't afraid to preach the truth. Walk the chalk, not just talk the walk. You know, not just talking about things, but doing it. Doing it. Praise God. I love this church. I want you to understand. I love Brother and Sister Riggin, their church and their family, and this church family. Y'all mean so much to us. You've helped us so many times when we didn't know what we were going to do. But you were there. Oh, I remember. I remember, Brother Riggin, the many times those five men that we call the brotherhood now. Six, really. Brother Moore and Brother Taylor. And when we needed help, they were there. We didn't have no place to go preach. They helped us. They let us preach in spite of we were nobodies. Still nobodies. But by the grace of God. All these years, he's never failed me. Not once. I said, he's never failed me. He's never let me down. Not one time. He is not a liar. He doesn't tell something, and he doesn't tell you something's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. If the Lord says it, it will happen. You can carry it to the bank. Oh, we could tell a bunch of stories, but I'm just telling you, can't nobody do me like Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. I said there ain't nobody can do me like Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What kind of a memorial are you building 
What do they see? What do they see when they see you? When they come to your church, do they see what they need to see and do they hear what they need to hear? You need to build some memorials. And be ready to give a reason of the hope that lies within us. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, Jesus, help us. It's time to contend for the truth. It's time to contend for the truth that was once delivered unto the saints. Oh, Jesus, help us. I want to know. Praise God. I want to carry it till I breathe my last breath. Praise God. One of the greatest compliments anybody could ever pay you as a child of God is that wherever you see them, they're always the same. Always the same. Praise God. He's the same as he was 20 years ago, 50 years ago. Still preaching the same truth, living it just like he was living it then. And it's not because we were special. Just the grace and the mercy of God.